wants someone to do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. Just a young gun. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. There's one thing you can expect from me and that's the unexpected. Because I'm an international super spy. Super spy! 007. 007, license to kill. The name's Bond, James Bond. And good morning. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Chris Russell filling in for Tim Jones this morning, along with Cass and Don Luzader. And right now, we've got a good, uh, a regular guest of the show on the phone with us. We have Dakota Wood. Good morning, Dakota. Chris, great to be with you. Uh, yeah. That little intro song just makes my week. <laughs> it's been a long one. <laughs> you can Happy thank Cass for that one for sure. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah. Well, this is my first time getting a chance to talk to you, and and uh, I've heard nothing but great things. Looks like you've served uh, right. in America for two decades in the Marines and a senior research fellow for the defense programs. And so, thank you for your service to the United States of America, my friend. Great country. It's a great okay. country. Something that I keep hearing about. Of course, there was a mm-hmm. poll that came out that actually said 58, 59%. I don't, I, I wish I could source the poll because maybe it was one of those made up polls, but it could have been a real one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like 60% of Americans support us supporting Ukraine. And I got to tell you, you know, here in the Ozarks, we do have a lot of Ukrainian or what they call Slavic families and they're wonderful and amazing people. Yeah. And, and I don't want anything going on that, that it's just a terrible situation over there. But when I read things like we've sent over 2000 stingers, over 10,000 javelins, 20 M17 yeah. helicopters and over 1.5 million rounds of artillery, not, not the, not 223, not 762, not 562. We've sent over. 155-millimeter artillery rounds, and now we're sending cluster bombs? This can't be good for America, can it? Well, it's not good in that it continues to decrement or deplete the stocks of stuff that, that we want to have in case we got into a you know a war with whomever. You know, we need to support Israel or Taiwan or, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. And, and, and that, in part, is our own fault uh, because of this 30-year trend since the end of the Cold War, of underfunding these stocks. You know, if you remember the 90s, uh, war is the thing of the past when we have to worry about these sorts of things. And then when we were in Afghanistan and Iraq, we're fighting enemies with no air force, no Navy, you know, no conventional ground force military. And so you could use up all the stuff that was stockpiled for the Cold War, you know, a battle in Europe and all that. And we didn't replenish. So we haven't bought a Stinger missile in 18 years. Wow. And then something happens, like, you know, if you don't have a health care plan or you've underfunded your auto insurance and then you get T-boned at an intersection. Well, you didn't plan for that to happen, but you've gotten yourself into a situation where it's going to wipe out your life savings, right? So in one sense, it does hurt U.S. military readiness to give this stuff. The alternative, though, is if we don't support Ukraine and our European allies are even worse off than we are, even worse off than we sure, are, sure. then Ukraine can't defend itself. Russia wins. Is that a long-term harm to yeah. our strategic interests? Yeah. So it's a difficult situation, and we kind of got ourselves into it. Well, I know that uh, they're still occupying about 20% of Ukraine and right. hasn't really moved much since, what, November? I, I don't think we've seen a lot of movement from Russia. Is that correct? 
that that is correct on on both sides and again the, the problem here is the the months leading up to that november december january time frame remember this kind of half-hearted effort uh, ukrainians would need stuff mm-hmm. the u.s would kind of debate it for a month or something like that the Biden administration would finally say okay and the things show up you know six weeks later so all of that delay allowed Russia to harden its defenses, you know, build fortifications and trench lines and all that. So it allows an even tougher problem that then any offensive is going to just smash up against. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Gettysburg, right? I mean, the north got the high ground, right? And then the southern troops didn't didn't attack. And when they didn't, the Mm -hmm. Union, which is good for the Union, they they fortified a little big round top. And then, of course, when, when they tried to attack. So hopefully... Well, I'm sorry, I got I got off on Gettysburg. That's not where I wanted to go with this today. Okay, <laughs> no, so that's a great let me, historical example. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, and, and uh, Vicksburg would be another example of where you know right. the boys were trenched in down there. Well, this is the Southern guys. It took them what ninety. It took a long time for the Union finally to take Vicksburg. Anyway, right. Yeah. Um, my question is, all right, so 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 if we're continuing to send in these supplies over to Ukraine, which mm-hmm. again. A, a majority of Americans do do appreciate the fact that we're supporting them. How does this impact? Not only we talked about the reserves, we we know how much yeah. money it costs us, but what does this do um, with any kind of future relationships with Russia or China? It, it makes it uh, harder because now you've confronted them, uh, you know, on their belligerence or military expansionism. Uh, you know, these penetrations of Taiwan airspace and Japan airspace by China rapidly growing naval fleet uh if nobody contests that well then relationships can be great you know we're all friends but if you push back uh then you've got a problem the same thing happens with russia yeah we would love to have a trade relationship with russia russia provides a huge amount of energy to the global economy but you just can't you know not say anything about invading a neighbors for you know the first time since world war ii you know leaving aside hungary and some of these others right so um when you push up against a bully the bully gets angry. So what are you going to do about that now, right? I mean, that's the situation. So it's decrementing our things. Does that create opportunities in the eyes of Beijing or Russia? Oh, America is weakening. Uh, do we now take advantage of this opportunity? But if you don't do something, you know, as we just talked about, conditions could be even worse. So it's, it's a difficult situation. Uh, it should spur us to invest in our defense industrial base, to look about you know, munitions production. Right now, Ukraine shoots about 6,000 artillery rounds a day. So in two days, 12,000 rounds. The United States can only produce 14,000 rounds in an entire month. So what it takes us a month to produce, they're shooting in two days. 6,000 rounds a day is a lot. On the on the Russian side, they're shooting 10 times that amount. They'll shoot 60,000 rounds. So it's a 10 to 1 advantage in munitions for Russia. Our industrial base has shrunk to the part where we can only provide two days' worth of ammo. Well, are we the only country that's supporting them with ammo? Uh, no, others are, but when you look at the, the, the differences in size and the fact that our European allies are in even a worse state. Uh, the uh, Royal Navy in Great Britain only has 17 surface ships. The entirety of their military establishment is smaller than the United States Marine Corps alone. Germany only has 300 of these Leopard 2 main battle tanks, only a hundred of those are operational. So only one third of Germany's tanks and the German defense minister says the German military is so unready and so small, it can't even defend Germany. 
So we want our allies to step up, and they should, right? I mean, this is a European issue. But they have allowed themselves to get so weak for 30 years that they have very little that they can contribute. But but they are providing uh, what they can. Uh, 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 Cruise missiles, uh, storm shadows called in the Great Britain. Uh, The French are giving a similar kind of missile uh, to Ukraine. The Germans have given some tanks. There's lots of small arms ammo and armored vehicles and those sorts of things. But, you know, if we think that we're starting to hurt, and we are, <clears throat> they're hurting even more on the European side. It should be a wake-up call for everybody involved. Huh. And and now that I think of it, now that you give me these numbers, and I had, I don't, maybe not follow it as close as I should. However, I hadn't heard some of the numbers that you just shared and those were impactful. And just to me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like, are you kidding me? And then I started thinking, well, what's China sitting on over there? Right. What's uh, their we warehouses have look fewer, like? Yeah. Yeah. We have fewer than 300 ships in our entire Navy. Only about 60 of those are in the Western Pacific on any given day. Only 60. China has 350 ships. And they, one of their shipyards produces as much tonnage and shipping as all of America's shipyards combined. Wow. And they've got 13 shipyards, and, and, and they're just amazing. They will have uh, 400 ships in, the, in their Navy in the next, like, three or four years. Uh, we won't get to 350 ships until the year 2040. Listeners, are you, are you hearing this? This is... <laughs> this is uh... yeah. I, this is crazy numbers right here. This, and then of course well, we haven't even well, talked about what, how much ammunition and and weapons that China probably has sitting in warehouses as well. And they've been stockpiling short and medium range uh, ballistic missiles on their coastline for probably twenty years in the event that they decide to take Taiwan by force. So you can imagine us having maybe sixty ships. They, they've had to go all the way across the Pacific Ocean. 6,000, 7,000 miles from home, very few friendly ports in the area, whereas uh, China will have a six-to-one numerical advantage just in Navy ships, and all of the land-based maritime patrol aircraft, long-range anti-ship cruise missiles, uh, a militarized you know, shipping fleet or Coast Guard. It's just a really ugly situation, but you know, we, we went for a couple or three decades you know, thinking that we really didn't have any problems. So, so these are issues. And it goes back to your cluster bomb point earlier. The right. problem with cluster bombs are big containers. The container breaks open, and all these little baseball or racquetball-sized bomblets come out and scatter over an area of about three or four football fields. Very, very effective in this weapon used against entrenched uh, enemy forces like the Russians are there mm-hmm. in Ukraine. The mm-hmm. problem is older versions had a dud rate of like 40%. And so years later, a farmer or some school kids would find one of these things blow up and you've got, you know, maimed innocent civilians. The U.S. version, the dud rate is only about 2%. I think we're pushing to 1%. Uh, we have 3 million of these weapons in our inventory for artillery use. Ukraine is asking for them and they want to use them on Ukrainian soil by Ukrainian forces against invading entrenched Russian military. So they're fighting a war of survival. They have asked us for these things, and we're grudgingly saying, okay, we understand the plight of your situation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we will give them to you so that you can defend yourself. Defend yourself. So these are not indiscriminate. They'll be used you know, by a country defending itself on their own soil. And if they don't use them, then there is very little ability for them to 
um, to um, push uh, out. dig out yeah. or defeat. Yeah, yeah. Pu- push them out. Yeah, push them out. Well, Dakota, you have absolutely opened up my my brain today, and just I wish I'd have been taking notes. I'm going to have to go back later and re-listen to this and write these numbers down because it's kind of scary. Wow, wow! Thanks for your insight today, sir. Absolutely. And, that, and, that, it, huh. I enjoy talking about this. America needs to know we've yeah. got great people in our military. It's just been uh, underfunded in ways we can talk about later on. You know what? There's a. I would love to be the moderator of that presidential debate coming up in about a month because this is the questions that I would lead with. Those yeah. those numbers right there, Dakota. We appreciate you. We got to jump off of here, but man, we'll catch up with you next week, and uh, we appreciate great you very much, sir. God bless. Holy cow! Did you guys hear that, Cash? Did you hear those numbers? Crazy. That is. That is. I am just okay. All right. If you didn't hear all of it, go back and listen to it later. It'll be live on on our website and our podcast, 93kwtofm.com uh, or something like that. I can't even, I can't, I'm just blown away, Don. 93kwto.com. Yes. Thank you. 93kwto.com. I'm just like, holy cow, it just blew me away. Okay, all right. So let's, uh, that, that was eye-opening. That was a good interview. Okay, coming up uh, after the 7.30 break, we're going to listen to, we're going to talk to Jonas Arist out of the Branson Chamber of Commerce and the Tandy County Economic Development Partnership and find out what's happening to our neighbors in the South. You're listening to 93.3 FM and KWTO AM 560. Good morning. It's 729. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO News. KWTO News time is 730. In Springfield this morning, we have 72 degrees with cloudy skies. Still have some pretty heavy rainfall to the southwest of Springfield this morning, down to the south of Joplin. Uh, some severe weather in northern Arkansas, but no severe weather at the moment in southwest Missouri. We are looking for another hot day today with those highs well into the 90s. But we did have severe storms roll through the Ozarks overnight with uh, quite a few severe thunderstorm warnings, even a few tornado warnings. No major reports of damage, although uh, we are getting reports uh, coming in this morning from the Conway area of uh, some damage to a uh, store there. Apparently, uh, there was a fire call that came in around 4.15 this morning. Neighbors say they were getting ready for work and they saw something burning through the woods. Fire was dispatched. But by the time that they got there, uh, there was a a shop on the ground. Uh, Don't have any other specific information other than that. The governor has named a writer from Springfield to be the state's new poet laureate. Governor Mike Parson has selected David Harrison to be the state's poet laureate. He has published... 106 books of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. He also served as Drury University's Poet Laureate from 1982 through 2022. And